What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 122 of Literary Lessons. As always, I'm your host, Carter Noble, joined by our fantastic co-host, Carl Wilkin. What's up, dude? Not a whole lot. We're kind of in the off-season, if you want to call it that, for Pokemon. Yeah, we're in this really awkward space in between uh, like tournaments, because uh, NAIC was last week, and Worlds isn't until August, right? Yeah, it's like middle of August. So, like, we're in this really awkward position where it's just like, well, um, we don't have data to talk about <laughs> because there's nothing new going on. So, yep. um, sup? Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's no official events going on. There's tons of grassroots tournaments and whatnot still. I know Victory Road had an event this last weekend celebrating the World Cup part coming back. Um, I know uh, Zardi has uh, his... Lily of the Valley tours that are going on. Yep. Um, yeah, there's there's all kinds of, like, smaller grassroots events that are going on, if, if that is something that interests you. Like, there there's a plethora of, of communities that are also hosting stuff, so... Yeah, like, we have, um, we have ours. Um, ours will probably be that last weekend in July, right before the in, uh, our Invitational, in, like, the second week of August or something like that. Yeah, which I'm excited for, um, yep. and that's that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. Um, as as we all know, our turnout here lately for like our ladder tours and our paid events have not been uh, to the point where it is worth running events. Yeah, so we... we're we're restructuring that for this season, and then uh, we're going to be kind of talking about today. Um, the plan for the future of our events as well. So yep. it's kind of the big topic. And then, you know, there's, there's a couple other minor things that are going on. Uh, Pokemon, the Pokemon company updated their COVID policy, which we'll talk about here after a while. Yep. And then, you know, talk about some laddering and um, something else. I feel like we're, there's something. Other. So we've got team of the week lined up. It's back. Um, since you're back to doing the laddering videos, we can, yeah, we could pick these out ahead of time instead of me having to build them and or pick them like the day of. <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be all right. I'm I'm excited to to get back into it. Yep. Um. So let's talk about ours because our stuff I have pretty much pulled up immediately. We didn't have to worry about too terribly much. Like it's it's not a lot of changes. It is it is major changes for like what we had been doing. Yeah. But at the same time, what we had been doing um, is not currently working. So, yeah. like, obviously there is some need for change. Um, so, as of now, the players who have already qualified for the Invitational via, like, LRQ wins are still guaranteed their spot. Like, obviously they, they have earned that. Yep, and then that's not getting taken away. The, the other remaining spots moving into... Uh, the top 16 are, are all going to be based on uh, qualifier points, which, you know, a non-zero amount of those were already being uh, put in by points anyway, but we're doing away with the, the qualifiers for now because not having the attendance turned out for uh, the qualifiers being paid events doesn't really make it worth the time and effort to run them. Yeah. Um We'll probably have a lot of filler in our in our invitational this year because there's a lot of early qualifier winners that 
aren't so active in the server anymore, so I'm not sure being able to get a hold of them or whatnot. So we'll probably end up filling more spots with points qualifiers later on as we get closer to our invitational day. Um, but right now we have eight guaranteed locked spots and then the eight points spots, which is the top eight in points. Um, and let me tell you, it's it's really close anywhere between like 22nd to 14 there's like two points difference all the way through uh that's so, uh strangely 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 close um so like one good event uh playing in a dojo playing in uh our upcoming event in july for our our, our make what i'm gonna call just like our last chance qualifier event <laughs> That's essentially what it is, yeah. Um, earn the last couple points you need to maybe sneak into top into the top whatever to get in. Um, yeah, there's maybe four points between uh, ninth place and probably like going down to like twenty fifth, twenty sixth, twenty seventh. That's that's not a very big gap. One or two good no, dojos gets you right back into it. So. If you're on the outside looking in right now, you're not you're not out of the woods yet. Mm-hmm. Um, the only person that's probably locked up a spot are Padillac and Six Squirrels, two of our previous qualifiers before. Um, after that, I feel like it's all fair game still. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's uh, nobody else is really even close to those two. They've done really well in all of our events. They pretty much play every week in dojo. Uh, both are sitting like near sixty points apiece. I don't think they have to play in any events for the rest of the season. And no, I'm, I'm like you said. I'm pretty sure they are locked and loaded for the the invitational once again. So uh, they can basically go ahead and start planning a team now. And, yeah, you know, get get life figured out. Um, yep. For pricing for the invitational, uh, we're you know obviously going to be very upfront about this. The, the money that was already in the pot is going to continue to be in the pot. Yep. Um, it's roughly going to be like $150 for pot. Something like um, that. That's probably what it's going to end up being, just so everyone is aware. Um, we we still need to do math for like breaking down uh, cash payout and everything, just to figure out exact numbers and such. But mm-hmm. but yeah, we'll obviously announce that before the the tournament actually goes live yeah as well, so. we'll have we'll have more information on that when the day of the event arrives right um i know last season we had a lot of we had a lot of extra like income in that spot and we were able to pay out pretty much everybody through like the top eight or whatever decent amount mm-hmm. this time it's going to be a little bit harder i don't know if we'll be able to pay out all the way out to top eight we might be able to pay out top four but yeah, it's not going to be uh, as much as we want. Yeah, and uh, you know, unfortunately, when the the prize pool is funded by the community, it makes it harder to uh, to do so when the events aren't being played in. Yep. So, you know that that's that's something that we will look at for the future, and uh, that brings us to what happens after this invitational. Um, we are we are moving away from our LRQs completely. We're not going to be playing uh, any like direct qualifiers or anything like that. Yeah. But we are still going to be having our uh, 
our rumbles are moving to best of three instead of ladder, ladder tours. Um, so they are just going to be, you know, sign up, free to play, play some best of three Swiss rounds, get uh, points based on your placing. Wherever you finish, yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, points are going to be based on turnout for those. And then uh, the dojo is also going to be continuing, you know, play your, your weekly best of three matches, get your, your points that way. And uh, based on wins and participation, you earn points there as well. Yep. And we haven't figured out exactly the the way it's going to happen, but we know that you're going to be able to earn points to qualify as opposed to needing uh, to be top X players. It is going to be anyone who reaches a threshold of X points. What that Meaning, value is, is we don't know yet, but yeah, it could be like 25. It could be 50, but it all, it also depends on like how many, uh, like how many events we have, like, the timeline of the the uh, the tours and all that to figure out exactly how long we want it to be and therefore how many points is going to be. So my current like placeholder values are fifty points to qualify um, because I think we're gonna try and shorten it to maybe four month circuits instead of a six month circuit. Okay. Uh, that way we we can get a break in between, right? <laughs> Because right now we're running six months into like a two week break into more in another six months into a, whatever, um, so I kind of was thinking about that. Like Sweden mentioned a little bit shortening it. Uh, burnout is a thing, but I don't think burnout's the problem there. I think it's just where they're spaced out so far apart that people forget that it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to try to go back to four, like a four month circuit. We're going to have probably two rumbles a month if that uh depending on how things are going there's probably going to be a u.s friendly one and and an eu australia friendly one depending on how turnout goes um and then every week we'll have the dojo and so and so you'll you'll earn your points either winning dojo matches which there's in a four-month circuit there's at minimum 16 weeks there Um, 16 to like 18 Depending, yeah. on, depending on how it all works out. And so you can qualify probably through that just playing the dojo. You don't even have to play and win rumbles. You can just win 10 matches in the dojo and you would qualify. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're trying to make it as more, more inclusive and less reliant on like a bunch of participation like in our big events, which we still want that participation number in our events, but it's hard for us to compete with people like VR who are getting thousands of dollars in scholarship in like in, in um, advertisement money and whatnot to hand out to winners and whatnot, and we can't compete with that because they can still do it for free because they're getting the money pretty much free. Like we we can't we don't have any sponsors like that to do that kind of stuff. All of our events for this had been. You pay into uh, to uh, essentially us. self-funded. Yeah, yeah. It's like you pay into us. We don't get to keep any of it. <laughs> we don't yeah, actually it... keep anything. We we end up turning it back into for y'all, and I don't know if it's people just don't understand that sometimes, and that and that's a turnoff for them. If they just don't think five dollars, if they think five dollars is too much, I I'm not sure what the reasoning is why LRQ participation just took a nosedive there the last couple times but 
Like, I've had to cancel. I've tried to rearrange them in, like, round-robin events. Um, I, I can't be the person trying to keep these events afloat anymore. Like, I can't do that. I ain't got the time to spend and waste and try to make it work when it's not working. Mm-hmm. And that, that that's just unfortunately how it is. Uh, that being said, um, prizing for the Invitational coming forward is going to be... Something we had to figure out because as of now, you know, um, with this being essentially self-funded, I want to be able to have something. Um, but I obviously, I, I, I don't know. That's that's going to be the thing we had to, that's like the big question mark as to what's going to happen because we don't know. Yeah. Um, obviously, I would really like something. But as of this point, I I really don't know what that's going to be. Yeah, we have nothing lined up as as of right now. It's just more just getting this information out to the public so we can get feedback and hear about, oh, well, we liked this and this, and we don't like this and this, so we can kind of make those changes still, because we're still a good month and a half out before we would even consider starting the next circuit. Heck, I don't think we're going to start it probably till after Scarlet and Violet come out in November. Yeah, to be to be hundred percent honest, if we if we do start it, like then the invitational is going to be played on Scarlet and Violet, and like qualifying as cool and then as that playing, would be, <laughs> qualifying and then playing on two different games seems uh, rough to me. If you want my honest opinion, especially so, with them being like you wouldn't have any time to start Scarlet and Violet, right? You would probably be getting it. The weekend before we would probably play, which like obviously, obviously we could adjust those dates to to make it actually work. But any anyone who uh, in the you know the last couple games that has gone out and like started laddering the week it came out knows that you don't see great teams because not everyone has stuff together at that point. That's the other big thing is you would have to complete the game, get yourself everything you would need for a competitive team uh, and home integration might not be ready yet when we get the games to start. It may, it may be another couple months before home integration actually is a thing. And so I'm really hoping that's not the case. I'm really hoping that it's, you know, day like one, immediate. But... That'd be nice, but I, I am not holding my breath. I would, I would really like to just be able to transfer everything in Here's my six IV ditto that I've used for you know the last three years. Yep. Let's let's rock and roll. But... Yep. Just be that simple, but it's it's never that simple, unfortunately. Why why would we make things simple, Carl? It's because it's Pokemon. Exactly. It can't be simple. Um, the other small thing we were going to be changing probably is points in the dojo. Right now it's winner take all, but that was because we had guaranteed ways to qualify, right? Mm-hmm. We were only, this was just the supplement points for those that couldn't play in the qualifiers all the time. Well, now that everyone can just qualify via points, we figured increasing the total points for wins is a good idea and probably just giving people participation point for participating because it's still like, you st- we still want people to be able to qualify if they happen to lose a couple dojos. If you make it to eight and say eight and six or whatever in your dojos you're going to be at like 46 points then you only have to play in really in one rumble to get there right Mm -hmm. or if you missed 
a month of dojo and you end up only winning half the rest of them so you only gotten six wins you can play at a couple rumbles and still supplement those points where you need them um we know not everyone can always play in weekend events or early morning events and things like that so having it balanced out between the dojo and the rumble as ways to earn points is going to be a little bit better than trying to front load the rumbles and kind of force people into playing in those events instead i agree I I obviously am very excited for this. Um, this was a something that I had been wanting to do for quite a while, and obviously I think the first one went off exceptionally well, and uh, this second season has not been particularly hot. But you know, I I also think that there's been a lot to to learn from this last season, and you know, like learning from. What is going on is always going to be the best way to like move forward. So, yeah. Um, our other big change is we're probably moving away from Battlefy. <laughs> it's like, sure. Uh, it's I think Limitless is going to be easier for us to build up on. I can hear the fireworks. Same. I uh, I've heard them all night. They just started over here. Uh, also, happy, happy fourth. To happy everyone fourth listening. in the U.S. Yeah. Um, technically this would be out on the fourth, <laughs> um, but I think Limitless is going to be a an easier platform for us to run events on. Um, I know Battlefy's got some nice quality of life things. It's got the chat and the admin stuff and all that jazz. But um, I'm looking forward to learning the Limitless platform and figuring out how it all works. Um, but that's a change that we aren't making until after this Invitational, for sure. Yep. Um, can't think of anything else we're changing outside of that. That sounds like everything. Um, Like, everything off the top of my head, that sounds correct. I can't think of anything else big. I'm trying to think if there's any other small changes. Um... I can't think of anything, but no, I think that's all of it. Um, obviously, invitational be invitational will be series twelve still. Um, we don't even know what our next format is. Like, starting to think about like after worlds, what's going to be like happening? We don't even know like what our next format is. <laughs> Deepak, you think so? We're gonna, dude. It's so you're gonna, fun. You're gonna talk them into. Playing Little Cup VGC everywhere? Dude, it's so fun. No, I, I played my first match of it this week, and it was a blast. No, the, the real test is the old school VGC. Yes! Uh, let's play <laughs> that. I like that plan better. Huge shout-outs to Flair for being a literal tech wizard. Yeah. I have no idea how he did it, but he has programmed, like, Gen 1 VGC. It is absurd. Um, it is there's... so crazy. <laughs> There's a couple things to work out still. Um, if a Pokemon faints, the turn just ends. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's so cool. <laughs> I think it's weird. Because it is very weird. Because but it is also very cool. If you want, like, it, it, it hurts the person who got the knockout, right? Because then they get, it just takes away all that momentum you have. Instead of being able to attack into the other Pokemon too, you just, you just got a knockout and that's all you got. Right, that's all you get to do. If you had clicked a support move into the other slot, 
that's not happening. If you had done anything else, uh, you, you're kind of just out of luck there. So, uh, Flair and I, our first matchup that we played was, uh, like, Deepak old school. <laughs> Which, like, dude, that format by itself was already super cool. Just Little Cup Gen 1 doubles is absurd. Yeah, um, no ability, so it's literally just, like, find the strongest Pokemon that are technically, like, not fully evolved. Uh, game three came down to me setting up an agility with Doduo and then proceeding to, like, one-shot everything. <laughs> like, cool, I'm faster than your Avra, you no longer threaten me. Get out of here, yeah. Dude, it was, it's so cool. This format's so absurd. It's... It's crazy. Yeah, old school, old school VGC was really, really cool. Um, everything has toxic or thunder wave. Yeah, yeah. That's the playing, playing around status is really, really difficult. Um, there's no protect, so you can't protect. Yeah. Uh, your spread moves are non-existent, and some of them are random targets. Yep. Uh, there's certain <laughs> ones that are targeted, and certain ones aren't. I'm not. Under, I'm not sure why some. Work I, and some I don't, don't either. Uh, uh, rock slide Blizzard. is targeted. Rock slide is targeted. Blizzard, Blizzard is targeted. Uh, is Blizzard targeted? Surf. Yes. Uh, surf is random. Surf. Surf and Earthquake are random, which is partly why I was able to set up Doduo, because uh, he Earthquaked and it targeted my Doduo. Big oof there. I'm just like, alright, cool, we're fine. So that's the tech then, is to not play Earthquake and to play Dig. Yes. Um, Because they're the same power. Yep. Same power, same accuracy, one's just two turns and one's one turn. But since there's no Protect, the worst that can happen is they switch. Yes. Which they would switch on Earthquake anyway, so. Yeah, What's the big deal? You and I had a super sick match. Oh, yeah, um, no, it was super cool. Uh, I, where, like, you continuously tried to paralyze into uh, my, I think, Hypno, and I just continuously swapped out into Golem, just like, no, stop it. Was it was either Zapdos or Hypno, one of the two. Yes. Yeah, um, I, Game game two, I think I set up an agility with Zapdos and like through Para just was able to like ignore everything you had going on. I also got uh frozen in game three. Yes. Yes, that, that, that was, was that the, was nail, the, in the nail in the coffin. If I don't get frozen there, I have a chance to win that game still. Just because oh, yeah. Snorlax yeah. the Snorlax set is rest, toxic, amnesia, ice beam. Like You had rest? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm... the set. You're guaranteed to wake up through rest, and it also removes all the status. I didn't know you had rest. I hadn't seen it. That's yep, so that's, dirty. That's why if I didn't get frozen, I could heal through anything else, and you have and to sit like, there and whittle me back down again. Even even in a 2v1, like it's very difficult to like try to uh, take out a Snorlax, especially at like plus 2 special. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah special it, is broken. <laughs> Yes, I'm. Uh, I'm very glad that they did away with that. But like, yes. it, this format's also super cool. And like, if you're interested in it, in it like playing it, uh, I you think... can check out the the legacy. Uh, it, it, Flair has a private server set up on Showdown that uh, that he is hosting it on. Yeah, uh, it's in our Discord somewhere. We could probably go yep. find it and have it pinned for somebody who wants to look at it. Um, my current pet project is trying to find the most broken stuff and ruin the format for everyone. 
so we can start banning stuff out of it. <laughs> um, currently... I'm, I'm surprised we haven't banned uh, Dig and Fly yet, just on the back of them setting up the like invincibility glitch in Gen 1. Um, the big thing is uh, I'm currently trying to find the best like Toxic Stallmon. Because with everything having access to Toxic, you can... Mm-hmm. eventually find something that's going to be nuts. So, like, double-team, minimize, and things like that, trying to set up evasion checks, because I'll be the first person to tell you, Gen 1 accuracy is terrible. Oh, yeah, it's atrocious. <laughs> like, not only can you just 256 miss certain moves, like, there's a, a lot of the good moves aren't 100%. And so, um, my current pet project is Toxic Stall Starmie with Recover. We can... Flair uh, posted a screenshot earlier of him playing uh, with Metronome Abra and missing uh, missing his Metronome Thundershock to a Gen 1 miss. <laughs> oof. Mega oof there. That's unfortunate. Like, oh, that's so sad. Yep. Um, but yeah, my current, I guess my current project is looking at Starmie with Recover, Minimize, Ice Beam, and Toxic. Um, because, like, like you said, Blizzard can miss. I'd rather not miss my moves, so we can just hit, click Ice Beam mm-hmm. over and over. Um, it's just good coverage in general. It hits ground types, it hits plant, grass types, everything that can be a problem. Plus, like, you have, like, a, what, 10% chance for freeze? Yeah. Like, if I get like, a good freeze, we're, we're in there, right? Yeah, for sure. For um, sure. The other option in that move slot is Psychic, because there's no dark types to worry about. But, um... Yeah, your your best Psychic counters are Psychic types. Yeah. <laughs> so... Like, like if you, when you run into something you can't beat on with Ice Beam or Psychic, probably would just take Toxic and Minimize over and over and over. Yep. You will, you will get there eventually. Um... My other pet project was trying to find out the best, like, support Pokemon. Uh, in terms of support, things like Thunder Wave, um, other, like, good status, like, control. Jolteon's on that list right now because it has access to Pin Missile. Hypno has been mine. Hypno, Hypno has been by good far. One. Um, with, if, with it being a Psychic Type 2, like, be able to take opposing Psychic hits... Um, yep. having a decent special and decent defense to be able to switch in on hits, having access to Thunder Wave and Hypnosis is absurd. Yeah. Um, I Like I said, I was looking at Jolteon specifically because it has Pin Missile to hit those Psychic types that are mm-hmm. a problem for most people. Um, we get to carry Thunder Wave, we get to carry Thunderbolt, and then you can uh, do Double Team with it or Agility, depending on how you want to play that game. You could also play Quick Attack just to have, like, some sense of priority. Yeah, just to pick up hits wherever. Um, so that, it's a really cool format to explore in our downtime because there's not a whole lot of VGC going on right now. I, like, I was going to play in the VR event, and I'm glad I didn't because I got called into work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so definitely glad I didn't sign up for that because I would have had to drop in, like, round three or four. I, I texted Tiff this morning and said, man, I forgot that this is a holiday weekend. And uh, for those who don't know, people like to drink pop on the weekends. Yeah. Uh, people like to drink pop when uh, 
their kids need something to drink while they're getting drunk off of beer. So, <laughs> so yep. We um, we sell a few cases this weekend. We Kayla, who left for the weekend to go visit her parents and whatnot, like um, we were gonna buy uh, just like a twelve pack of something. Found out it's just cheaper to buy the the twenty four pack because yep. the twelve packs are like seven dollars. The ten, the twelve, the twenty fours are like nine dollars. It's like just buy the twenty four at this point. Yep. So when she yep. comes home, we're gonna have a ton of coke at the house. It's it's absurd, man. At our, at, I was talking to, I think it was our plant manager, and he said that like between 2017 and 2019, we did not have a single price increase, and since 2020, we've had like seven. Yeah, because it, it's every, just absurd. Well, guess what happened in 2020? Um, <laughs> we started. Oh yeah, that's true. Technically true. The, we um, are the problem, Carl. Yep, we figured it out. Literal lessons is the problem. You can, you can blame inflation on us. Um, no, the, the whole COVID thing is—it's just we're now hitting the the end phase of a pandemic, and supply cannot keep up with demand anymore. Yep, and that's that's just the God's honest truth right there. Um, so I that feel kinda, like. I feel like that's actually kind of like a perfect segue. Into yeah, I was about to say that kind of segues into into the Pokemon update for COVID. Uh, this is a big deal, and I know there's people on both sides of it. Some people are happy, some people are upset. I am kind of indifferent on it because I I had a feeling it was going to happen eventually. Right. So, like, um, for those who are unaware. Uh, the Pokemon company put out a thing saying that yes, masks are still required, but your vaccination your vaccination status is not going to be uh, required except by event organizers. They yep. themselves are not going to be requiring it anymore. Yep, uh, which um, it's a big deal. It is. It really is. I I understand that this is going to open it up to a lot more people. Um, you know, there are there are definitely people who for one reason or another, not to get into it, have not gotten vaccinated. That is their choice, by all yep. means. Um, and I also am on the side of being on Twitter, I've seen that at every event, like every major event that's happened, there's been people come home who've had COVID. Yes, so that was, that was going to be my big talking point, is the post-event COVID, right? Like you hear and see it all the time at these events. Like we mask up. You you have your mask on pretty much twenty four seven around the convention center. You are if you if you're caught without one, they will get you most of the time. And people still come home with COVID. Uh, now, granted, masks aren't a hundred percent effective, and neither are vaccines. Right? Like there's still always the chance that you are going to come home with COVID. Um, but like. Now that you're not having to require vaccinations, there's these people who are going to probably be more susceptible and may have a more adverse reaction to getting that COVID when you go home. Like that's, that's the scary thing for me is those who, who didn't get the vaccine and may not have the best immune system. If they catch it, it could still be a problem for them. Like that's scary. And I know there's people who have been so excited that, oh, there's no vaccine requirement 
the only reason there's no vaccine requirement is because at, in London for Worlds, they have to lift it. Uh, something with the UK law, I think, or something like that. There's some kind of, you can't require it. And so they had to lift it before Worlds. Instead of waiting until Scarlet and Violet games come out and that season starts. Um, that's what I expected it to happen. I expected it to happen when Scarlet and Violet season started. Honestly, I same. I didn't expect it now. <laughs> right as we're getting ready to go back into the COVID peak season where it's getting cold and flu and everything like that. Um, and so again, like we're not saying you have to be vaccinated. Um, I, I personally, because I technically am in that susceptible uh, audience where if I would have gotten it in the early, early part of it of COVID, I probably would have been dead. I would not have survived that. Uh, I already have breathing problems as it is. <laughs> so I could not have probably survived about with COVID at all. I I do suggest that if you're not vaccinated, please do your research. Uh, do not listen to everyone online saying, oh, I'm an expert. I know what I'm talking about. Please do your research. Yep. Um, please highly consider getting it. I understand that, like, you, obviously it is your choice. Um, I'm not going to tell you, you need to do this to be in our, no, no, it is up to you. I'm never going to tell someone that they're wrong for not doing it. If you don't want to, that's fine. Yep. Um, I will put the caveat out here. Just because the PCI is not regulating it does not mean the event organizers aren't going to. Correct. Uh, please don't sign up for events unless you check with them and make sure that it is not a requirement because also they will probably correct. not refund you. <laughs> if, if you signed up for that event and they required a vaccine check and you show up without your vaccine, they will not refund you. At least not right away. Um, it is at the discretion of the event organizers now, which it makes sense because there's some areas that they host events in that require your vaccines to do anything. And then there's some places that don't, I know the big deal at the start of the season was Orlando, Florida had lift, had a lifted the vaccine mandate and they couldn't hold the event there because the policy still re required a, ma a vaccine. Um, and so this will probably be good news to them down there in Florida but some places like New York, New Jersey, up in the New England area are probably going to require that vaccine still. Which makes me think about what we're going to get for, like, Collinsville. I don't know what Collinsville is going to be like. Um, kind of excited, kind of nervous now. Not going to lie. I mean, I'm vaccinated. I, I, whatever. Like, yeah, if it happens, it happens. <laughs> yeah. I, I have avoided it so far. Um, I do need to go get my booster. I have not done that yet. I got mine. I'm, I had no problems. No no a, complications. Uh, I am a dirty, dirty boy who has not been boosted. Um, but yeah, uh, again, this is not a PSA on go get vaccinated. That's not what we're talking about here. Um, we're just looking at the decisions they made for the Pokemon Company and 
kind of explaining why they did it to the people for for the people um that way no one's getting misinformation or anything out there like that yep and that's all we ask um that being said uh expect locals to come back now because there's no vaccine requirement yeah, i know uh angelo played in the local today yep um finished top four is that right yes there's only nine people so it's not the biggest hey, event but hey i'll take it um top cut got, an event he got to be on stream for a full match um he played his opponent in round four so he literally went three matches with that one and then three matches into it again um so they so it was pretty fresh in his mind still uh the, overall they ended up both going three three over the six matches it just so happened that Roe uh, lost the ones that mattered more. <laughs> well, you know. Um, so. But yeah, look forward to more locals now that the uh, vaccine mandate is pretty much lifted for most locations. That, that, that was a big stopper of local events for the most part. Is because it was hard to get people to, like check vaccine cards and get them to comply and things like that now if all they have to do is just show up with a mask that's not that's not hard at all that's not hard for people to follow agreed so so that'll that'll be nice to see uh for people people who have been wanting to play but couldn't travel to a very big event uh being able to have locals again or host locals in certain locations I'm I'm hoping I can uh, convince our LGS to start hosting locals. That'd be sweet. That would be cool. I it, I would even if that means I need to go get my my like judge certification. I will. Like I'll, I would travel for that. I won't travel to Independence though. I don't want to go that far. Same. It's a little it's a little too far for me. Even though I only live like an hour and fifteen minutes away, it's just a little too far to go play four rounds of Pokemon. <laughs> yep. Agreed. <laughs> Uh oh, that brings us, I think, to Team of the Week. I believe you are correct. So... But what do I know? I just hang out. Yeah, you're just here. Oh, so this is... Uh, this is Tiki Chase's Top 64 team from NAIC. Yep. And uh, this team is kind of hot. <laughs> I there's a lot going on and I like all of it. Um I I see some cool stuff. Uh I remember the poll that he put out on Twitter uh asking for his Amoongus item. Yes. <laughs> and Quick Claw won. <laughs> yes, which is um a choice that I'm ready to get people with. Yeah, that like Quick Claw Spore probably won him a couple games and oh i'm sure i'm sure it did and the other cool thing is you could quick claw substitute <laughs> i think that i think that's the coolest part of the set is just quick mm -hmm. claw spore quick claw substitute uh, a timely quick claw, claw pollen puff to heal up your pokemon sounds fantastic in my book yeah there's there's a lot going on with uh, a couple different things here um, obviously we also have the, the flamethrower Palkia, which I, I also, I also honestly just think is like good tech. Mm -hmm. Um, something that I think more should be playing. Uh, we have Eerie Impulse and Foul Play on P2, 
both of which I think are also just fantastic and really excited to play with. I think and that's then, fairly um, standard now. Yeah, probably. Again, I haven't I haven't played a match of VGC in like a month and a half at this point. Yeah. Um Analytic foul play P two is always something that's gonna be kinda cool, like in the Calyrex Shadow teams or into like an opposing Thunderous or something like that, because most of the time you're gonna be moving last anyway against those Pokemon. And then um I feel like there's the big question mark in the room of uh, room service Tapu Fini. It's so you can play in Trick Room. It's I don't so see the cool. problem here. Oh, also Focus Ash Instant. That's not that's not uncommon anymore. No, it's it's whatever. I'm yeah. sure people are gonna get got by it. Yeah, uh, normally the Focus Sash sets play uh, uh, Burning Jealousy to catch Groudon and Zacian off guard. Mm-hmm. So not having that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's it's. I, I still think this is fine. I wonder how uh, offensive we are, seeing how we have like Flare Blitz and Throat Shop. And because we're Sash, I'm sure we have like extra damage output that way as well. Um... I'm going to be the first person to tell you, do not flare blitz with your sash. No. <laughs> Don't do that no. first. <laughs> Wait for your sash to get broken. <laughs> that's that's like a uh, concern that I'm not sure I'm ready for. That's like the one thing on this team I'm just like, mm, hmm. Okay, you got it, boss. Yeah. Um... The one thing I'm a little confused on is why we're playing Taunt on our Feeny. Um, hmm. Because to stop, like, opposing parting shots, maybe? Like, the only thing I can think of is exactly that, to stop, like, Incineroar from doing its thing. Because you don't care really about Amoongus doing its thing. You don't care about Indeedee doing its thing. Um... Like the redirection problem isn't a isn't a big issue for you, and like you you're the trick room team, right? Mm-hmm. Three of your Pokemon set up trick room here. I don't think you need to worry about stopping opposing trick room. You're not gonna be uh, like any faster or slower than your opponent. You're probably all going to be on the same speed tier, so playing speed ties all day. So I just yeah, I'm not it's, sure. It's interesting. It's not something that I have a like definitive answer for off the top of my head. Um, you maybe could have gotten away with like mist in this slot, um, or even haze, mm-hmm. since you don't have any way to boost your stats really with your Palkia or your Calyrex. So being able to mist away all the drops is kind of cool. Because let me tell you, you're going to get a lot of drops. <laughs> Just just a few. Hmm. I think this is really interesting, and I'm excited to make this the team I come back with. Yeah. Um, again, if you want to see your teams featured on Team of the Week, come join the Discord and plug them in there. Uh, it's been a hot minute since anybody's touched Team of the Week, mainly because I stopped playing off of them after... After I took over for laddering, because there was just so many cool teams coming out of the IRL events that I wanted to play mm-hmm. with instead. And, I agree. 
And I much rather like to play with those types of teams than try to run around with a with a random team that somebody submitted most of the time. Not not saying there's anything like wrong with like random yeah. teams that people submit. But, you know, sometimes it's nice to play the, the team that won an event or whatever. The the cool I team that, that top forward or the cool team that is on the rise at that moment. That's that was kind of fun to have access to that stuff because we don't normally do that we normally just focus on the community tuck all the time i agree um i'm gonna talk about the elephant in the room we're playing flamethrower palkia i already mentioned it i i want to talk about this because i don't know how much i like it okay talk me through it uh so fire coverage with our water dragon that's setting up max geyser most of the time okay it just it doesn't work in my head like i don't see a world outside of you dynamaxing immediately to take out zacian with like a max flare and then all of your subsequent water damage is weakened because you set up max flare when i remember correctly i know hydro pump is more damage in rain than Earth power is into Zacian. Yes, because it is uh, stab rain boosted versus just super effective. But I believe flamethrower's close. But like, if if hydro pump, I'm pretty sure uh, flamethrower is always going to be more damage, except in exactly rain. Um. So flamethrower and earth power are the same base power. I thought Flamethrower was 95. I thought Flamethrower was 90. I thought Flamethrower was 95 and Earth Power was 80. Uh, Earth Power is 90. I know oh, yeah, that my one. your keyboard doesn't work. Yeah, your keyboard doesn't work. Flamethrower is 90. Earth Power is 90. Both are 100% accurate. Um, so that that's kind of why I'm just like, why are we playing Flamethrower? It does more damage to Groudon and Sun? Uh, if that's the case, we're just clicking Hydro Pump to take Sun away. Because then Max Geyser is our answer there. I'm talking, like, outside of Max, which I don't even think that's completely factual. Um, it's 90 times 2 is 180 versus Hydro Pump, which is 180. Flamethrower is 100% accurate. <laughs> yeah. And, like, there's um, the chance to burn. Like, it's great into, like, opposing Calyrex Ice, I guess. Uh, it's okay into, like, all the Venusaur and Amoongus, but they're not bringing Venusaur against your Palkia most of the time. Like, Palkia's gonna be met by that Groudon a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Because they want to set the sun, they want to slow you down. So, yeah, I'm not sure why we picked Flamethrower as our coverage move. Um, I wouldn't have as big a complaint if that was, like, Thunderbolt or Thunder. I feel like I think I would have been fine with that too, um, but flamethrower. I just feel like flamethrower on your water dragon is a little iffy. I might message Tiki this week and see if he has like calcs that he's ran. Yeah, I would like. Um, I would, if I see the calcs, it'll make sense to me. But mm-hmm. like looking at it on paper, I have no clue why we picked this yeah. over Earth Power. I'll need to. I'll need to message him on that one. Because there's, there's got to be something. 
and I just cannot for the life of me think of what it is. Yeah. Um, but Beery Beery Calyrex is going to come in clutch a lot of the time, too. Yeah, I think it's good. Um, the Swords Dance versions were really popular for a while. I think the Trick Room versions are better. Like, you can you could safely, like, Spore and Trick Room with Calyrex and not have to worry a ton about Behemoth Blade taking you out because you'll tank the first one. And then Trick Room goes up and then High Horsepower should knock out the opposing Zacian pretty easily. It'll be... I'm excited to play this team. It looks yeah, super cool. It'll, it'll be a good one for sure. But I think it's probably about time to hit the hay. I'm about to say it's getting late. We both have to be up tomorrow. That's an understatement. Yeah. Tomorrow comes bright and early. It definitely does. So I think it's about time we get out of here. Anything on the way out, man? Um... Thanks for listening. Um, remember to check our Discord out for our upcoming events. Um, we'll have stuff posted because there's so many events here at the start of July, like the VR events this weekend, Lily of the Valleys. It's next weekend. We don't want to overlap with them. So we're going to at least wait a little bit before we put, put ours out, our last chance qualifier, whatever you want to call it, um, for points and whatnot. And if you're interested in qualifying, come come join in and hang out with us. It'll it'll be on Battlefy. It'll be public. You could search up Little Root Lessons Last Chance Qualifier or whatever when we put it out there, and you'll be able to find it no problem. And I think that's going to bring us to the end of episode one twenty two. Yes, one twenty two. <laughs> I was really hoping that that number was right. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, as always, everyone, if you're listening on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. If you're listening over on any of the audio-only formats and or Spotify, uh, make sure you go ahead and hit that follow button as well. Hit the subscription button, whatever it is on whatever platform you're listening. And, uh, you know, leave us a five-star review if you can. It, it really does help us out, pushes us on onto uh, new listeners. And, you know, obviously we really like the... Uh, the algorithm to like us. So that would be awesome if you could do that. Yeah, it'd be very helpful. Past that, you can always follow us on Twitter at LR Lessons, myself at Mr. Missouri 25, and Carlos at Musical VGC. Uh, you can also find both of us over on Twitch at Mr. Missouri 25 and at Musical. Um, hopefully, my stream is back up sometime this week. Um, I know we're still short staff at work, so like. There's a non-zero chance that I'm going to be working extra this week, but I'm hoping, uh, you know, I do at least get one day off, and if so, then, you know, come hang out with the Twitch homies. About to say, you can be me and not have a day off at all. What's that? What's the day off? Yeah, Just because exactly. I'm not at work doesn't mean I'm not doing stuff. Like, I think we were talking about it before uh, we started the day. I just want a day where I don't have to be there. <laughs> yeah. And if anything, if everything's going the way it sounds like it's going to go at work, I have to be there on both of my days off this week, which would be Monday, the day we're closed. And then today, today was my day. The day of recording was my day off and I had to go up there anyway. So uh, tell my boss that I'm overworked and underpaid. Also tell my boss that, too. Yeah. 
I worked. I only worked a casual thirteen today. That's no big deal. Um, I wasn't there for super duper long time, but I I didn't really stop. Still, you today. you had to go in on your day off to to deal with stuff that they could have dealt with, but whatever. Yeah. It's not a big deal. We'll get it. It gets. It's all figured out now. Uh, we got sidetracked. A little bit, just just a little bit. Uh, if you want to listen to Carl and I talk more about our personal lives, you can always come and join our community Discord. Yeah. We, See, a lo- we, we do a, a non-zero our... amount of venting over there. Yeah, that's where all of our venting actually happens. Yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's always done in the show notes. You can come and check out the website at lrlessons.com. Uh, check out the merch page while you're yep. there. Buy our Go... merch. Dude, our stuff is so great. It genuinely is just, like, really, really well put together. Yep. And I cannot recommend it enough. Agreed. And then, uh, let's see. If you want to support us financially and, you know, don't want to buy a shirt for some reason or a cup for some reason. Don't want to rep Little Root Lessons, then I guess you can just do Anchor to support. You could. For as little as 20 or 25 cents an episode, you can make Carl and I happy. Yep. And what what is more important in life than our happiness? Exactly. That's that's a good selling point, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Someone else's happiness. <laughs> Mainly ours. <laughs> Please. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, if if you're interested in that, that's always on the show notes and uh I think that's all I got for this week, man. Did I yep. miss anything? I don't think so. I think you got it all. Cool. I'm going to bed. <laughs> Everybody say goodnight to Carter. Night, guys. <laughs> but, but yeah, I uh, this has been fun. Yep. It's been it, this, this is just like a break from the outside world for you know just over an, an hour, hour every week. Yeah, yeah, about and, an hour. <laughs> you know that's that's cool. I I really do appreciate it. I'm sure, as you can probably tell, I look exhausted because I am exhausted. Yep. I usually am in bed about two hours ago, but yeah. I, I I was still working two hours ago. So, Say what's you know. bed? I don't know what those are. I don't know what that is. But yeah, I I'm calling it a night. Okay. So, all right, everyone, have a fantastic weekend. Uh, we will see you next week. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.